Welcome to the Christchurch London podcast. We have recently moved our Sunday services and midweek connect groups online to help stop the spread of coronavirus. Join us for Church at Home this Sunday by logging on to christchurchlondon.online.church at 10am, 11am, 5pm, 7pm or 8pm for worship, prayer and our weekly sermon. We're now going to hear the talk from this week's Church at Home service. Hey and welcome to week two of our series Living by Faith. You may not have heard this phrase before, it's actually found numerous times in the Bible, living by faith. And in one of these places it's in the letter to the church in Galatia that we know is the book of Galatians. And it says this, this life I now live, I live by faith in the Son of God who has loved me and given himself for me. And this captures the essence of faith, that it's a faith in God who loves us and has given everything for us. And Liam captured this so brilliantly last week as he talked about us trusting in the nature and the character of who God is and what he has said. So check that out if you want to, um, if you haven't already. But this is what it is. It's trusting God to say, God, I trust that you forgive me. God, I trust that you can bring joy out of my suffering. God, I trust that you can give me a hope that anchors me in difficult and uncertain times. God, I trust that you have a love for me that I can't even comprehend or imagine or know, but I can experience it. God, I trust that you have a part for me to play in your kingdom, to work, to see an end to injustice and to be a peacemaker, to actually be a force for good on the earth. God, I trust that your ways are higher than mine, that I am not going to understand everything, but I can trust in your nature and your character and your promise that you will never leave me. And then faith is this trust activated, this trust actually lived out. And there's a passage in the book of Hebrews in the Bible that lists loads of men and women, chapter 11 who have lived lives of faith. As they have trusted in God, they have actually lived out the lives that he has invited them to, to be a blessing and to bring good, to work with God, to create good and life on the earth where they find themselves. And so we are as church in London, in the UK in 2020, just spending some time to see what we can learn from these men and women so that we can live lives of faith in what has turned out to be a difficult and uncertain year that we have found ourselves in. And so we are gonna look today at Noah. Now the story of Noah actually does raise a lot of questions that we don't have time to go into today but that doesn't mean that we don't um, want to think about things or talk about things or wrestle with faith this is what we're actually invited to do by God and so if this does raise questions for you today we have an alpha course that is running that we would love you to join if you want to we can connect you with that or if you just want to have conversation with someone please get in touch with us also and we can connect you with someone but we're going to read Noah's story it's found right at the beginning of the Bible We're going to just pick out a few verses between chapters 6 and 9 as we read some of Noah's story. Noah was a righteous man, blameless among the people of his time, and he walked faithfully with God. But the earth was corrupt in God's sight, and it was full of violence. So God said to Noah, I'm going to put an end to all people. I'm going to destroy people and the earth. 
So make yourself an ark of cypress wood and then go into the ark, you and your whole family, because I've found you righteous in this generation. You're to bring into the ark two of living creatures, male and female, to keep them alive with you. And seven days from now, I will send rain on the earth for 40 days and 40 nights. And Noah did all that the Lord had commanded him. He entered the ark to escape the waters of the flood. And after the seven days, the flood waters came on the earth and the rain fell for 40 days and 40 nights. And every living thing on the face of the earth was wiped out. Only Noah was left and those with him in the ark. God remembered Noah and all the wild animals that were with him. And he sent a wind over the earth and the water receded. And at the end of 150 days, the water had gone down. And on the 17th day of the seventh month, the ark came to rest on the mountains of Ararat. After the 40 days of rain, Noah had opened a window he had made in the ark and he sent out a raven. And then he sent out a dove, but the dove couldn't find nowhere to perch because there was water all over the surface of the earth. So then it returned to Noah and then he waited seven more days and he sent it out again. And this time when the dove returned, there was in his beak a freshly plucked olive leaf. And then Noah knew that the water had receded from the earth. Noah then removed the covering from the ark and saw that the surface of the ground was dry and then God said to Noah, come out of the ark, you and your wife and your sons and their wives and bring out every kind of living creature that is with you so that they can multiply on the earth and be fruitful and increase in number on it. And then God blessed Noah and his sons and said to them, be fruitful and increase and fill the earth. So what do we see from this story of Noah, of what it is to live by faith? Well, there's three things that we're going to pull out this morning. And the first is this. Noah knew that living by faith was about relationship, not religion. Noah, we are told, walked faithfully with God. And this phrase signifies friendship. This wasn't religion to know. If we want to live lives of religion, it's actually much simpler than lives of relationship. We can actually feel like we control things. Maybe we might think, I'll go to church once a day, I'll read my Bible 10 times a day, and I'll pray four times a day. If we do all of that without actually engaging our hearts, we can have some sense that we are in control of life, and we can therefore define who God is and our relationship with him. It's in our hands hands. Nathan Finocchio talks about this on the um, Theos U site um, and a clip that he's put up there and he talks about how it's actually easier to live a life of religion but if we want to have relationship with God we have to know who God is. In any true relationship it cannot only be defined by one person. Any friendship, any marriage needs to allow both people to bring who they are. If I'm friends with you I can't define you. I don't get to tell you who you are, what you enjoy, what you like, where you want to go, where you don't want to go. That's control. And so it is in the sense of God. If we want to be in friendship and relationship with God, we don't get to define him and how he works. God has actually self-defined himself in the Bible. He has told us who he is. He has told us what he loves. He has told us how he wants us to love him. He has told us what he is passionate about what he cares about, what he enjoys. He has told us 
um, the realm of life from, that we are to see from his perspective. And so as we enter into relationship with him, it is from the understanding of how he has defined ourselves and we love him how he wants to be loved. And then as we bring ourselves, we allow him to love all of who we are uniquely. This is friendship. We can bring our full selves to the friendship because he has already given everything everything for us. God doesn't want to control us, but he actually invites us into freedom. He actually invites us to be led by friendship with him. This is walking by faith. It is also listening to and living out God's voice. As we are friends with him, we listen to and we live out God's voice. This is what Noah did. Noah heard God say he was gonna flood the earth and that he was to build an ark. Noah was to build an ark. And so Noah lived out what God had spoken to him and he built the ark and he lived in it for that length of time. Sometimes us living by faith is living out God's voice as we just bring who we are, as we allow the words of the Bible to actually shape us and bring us to life. And then we bring our different gifts and skills and talents and natures and characters to the places that we find ourselves. We bring the fullness of who we are and we are living out God's voice of compassion and life and hope and peace in those places. And sometimes God will speak to us very clearly and specifically, just like he did to Noah. God has done that with me. Sometimes I have just found myself living out his voice. And um, actually me today being here speaking this is living out the clarity of something that he spoke to me a little while ago. I was just um, sat in my room at home and I felt God very clearly say, you are to teach the Bible. Now, I never asked for that. Um, I actually would never have chosen this. Someone said it to me a number of years ago. Um, they told me that I was to do this and I'd, I'd given it a bit of a go, but I'd actually said at the time, no way that I will never do that. That is not something that I will do. But as I have given it a go, I am not the best Bible teacher. God has never told me I would be the best Bible teacher. But this is something that he has invited me into. He gave me a choice. I could have said no, but actually as I am in friendship with him actually learning to trust that his voice is the best is part of the friendship and so as I take this privilege I don't take this lightly as I am learning and growing in this this is one of the things that God has told me to do and there will be times when God speaks to us specifically for a time and a season or actually for the rest of our lives the places that he sees us fitting into and it's all so that we can serve each that we've just been led so brilliantly by Lydia she's gifted to be a worship leader I cannot do that as much as I would love to I cannot do that some of us will be gifted with carpentry skills strategic thinking creativity musical ability medical ability some of us will be peacemakers and um, <clears throat> we'll be gifted with hospitality we'll be gifted with compassion or pioneering us or, or starting businesses whatever it may be it is so that we can bring it for the good of each other to serve those around us Noah spoke sorry God spoke to Noah to build an ark so that when the rains were over he could recommission Noah and his family with the commission that God had given 
um, Adam and Eve originally in the garden to be fruitful and to multiply. And so we inherit that commission. And actually with the things that God speaks to us about, it is so that we can be fruitful and multiply all that is good on the earth. God has designed us to actually join with him to create good here on the earth and we do that as we hear his voice and we discern him and sometimes that will be in what we get to do and sometimes that will be in our normal every day as we have conversations with people a number of years ago now i was just um stood well it was only a couple of years ago i was stood outside the covent garden service and a guy had, uh, the service was happening i was stood on the door and a guy walked over and so i said hi um and he began to ask me about what was happening what was going on inside and i explained to him it was church and we just got into this conversation about faith and as i continued as i was talking with him in my heart i was saying God, is there anything you want me to say in this conversation? Is there anything you want me to ask this guy? And I just felt like I should ask him about the Bible. So I just said to him, have you ever read the Bible? Um, as we were in conversation, he said, no, but you know what? It's funny that you should say that. I have been thinking that I'd love to read the Bible. So I offered to go and get him one, but he didn't want an actual Bible. He was a fashion photographer with some big magazine and he traveled a lot. But what we actually did was we put the Bible in one year app on his phone um, and he went away with that I don't know if I would have asked him that question if I hadn't have first been saying God what is your voice in this conversation how can I live out your voice as I'm just stood here on the door with this guy I've never seen him since I don't know if he is still reading the Bible or not this doesn't happen in every conversation but actually there is an invite from God in the Bible to bring our everyday life to him our going to work it says our eating our sleeping our waking up life our preparing meals life or having coffee with friends life and actually invite God into those spaces so that we take a moment in conversations over dinner as we're walking as Liam mentioned last time maybe on our way home from work that we're actually saying God what do you want to do here what might you want me to live out in this place at this time it is so that we can bring to life all that God imagines um, in our own lives and for those around us so living by faith is relationship not religion it is listening to and living out God's voice and it is waiting on God. Noah stayed alert. As far as we know, God had told Noah that he was going to flood the earth for 40 days and 40 nights, but he then didn't give an extensive plan of what was going to happen. But at the end of those 40 days and 40 nights, we're told that Noah opened a window. He opened a window and he began to look out and see what was happening. He sent out the raven and then he sent out the dove to see what was going on, to see what God was doing on the earth. Sometimes God will speak to us specifically with direction. I came to London a number of years ago because God specifically spoke about it through a set of circumstances. When I arrived in London, there was no note on my pillow, even though it had been so clear and those around me agreed. Um, when I arrived, there was no note on my pillow saying, oh, hey, Joe, welcome to London. Okay, I know that you came here because you're connected with 24-7 and you came to a friend's party and that's how this all began. Um, um, and so you're going to stay connected with 24-7, you're going to be here for a few months, then you're going to go away for a year, you're going to come back, you're going to meet a family in Seville Airport, you'll live with them, you'll become part of their community for three years. 
then you'll become a bit more involved with Christchurch London. You'll eventually start working there. Then you'll get connected with the Sophie Hayes Foundation and you'll work there. Okay, enjoy. Love God. Hashtag living by faith. That is not what happened. That is not what happened. God gives us very often and in a directive, a direction. And then it is as we step out, everything else unfolds. That is a snapshot of the last few years of my life. But when I first came to London, I had no idea everything that would unfold because it's not simply about what we do. It's about friendship. I have just listed the things that I have done. I haven't told you how God has also healed my heart, how I am actually a different person from when I first arrived because I have come to know God more and more and I have come to be loved by him more and more. I have become more awake to what he is doing around me. This is why friendship is so important but to God. We're not his servants were his friends. Oswald Chambers, um, who was a, a great guy, he's written a number of kind of Bible devotionals and books, and he says his motto for life, which I have taken, is trust God and do the next thing. Trust God and do the next thing. God, Noah heard God tell him to build an ark because he was going to flood the earth for 40 days and 40 nights. And then after God, Noah had done that, he stayed alert. He sent out the birds to see what God is doing. And not only do we need to stay alert in our own lives, but as God has placed us in community in the church, we also in these seasons and in these times need to stay alert. God, what are you doing on the earth at this time? What issues are you bringing to light? What conversations do we need to be having? What injustices are being raised up that we need to pay attention to? Because God, this is what you are doing in the generation that we are part of. This is why it is important that we take the step and then we continue to walk by faith, to open the windows of our eyes and to see and sense what God is doing. Now, I don't know, maybe in your own personal life, you have actually felt like you have stepped out in faith and maybe you feel a bit like Noah, that actually the rain has stopped but you're still stuck on top of the mountain and you're not quite sure what is happening. Maybe you thought lockdown would just be for three weeks and that was going to be okay but as the weeks have turned into months and things have become more and more uncertain, maybe you're wondering what on earth is going on and actually if God has forgotten you, like what it actually means to live by faith in this season. Well, do you know what? God has not never promised that living by faith would be easy. Jesus actually said, take up your cross and follow me. Lay down your life and follow me. Living a life of faith is costly. It is costly and it will be difficult and painful at times as God leads us to places where he wants us to meet him that often are difficult because they're the places he wants us to bring light and life to where he is already working but if we find ourselves in these seasons I just want to encourage us this morning God has not forgotten you even though living a life of faith is costly it's actually the best adventure that we can give ourselves to it is the place where even though it is difficult, it will actually bring out our truest selves. God, <clears throat> excuse me, we are told, remembered 
Noah. That's what it says in Noah's story. God remembered Noah. And this doesn't mean that God suddenly went one day, oh my goodness, when I flooded the earth, there was a guy that I told to build an ark. Ah, I wonder if he's okay. I wonder where he is. No, this word remembered actually means that it um, God acknowledged, God recognized Noah's faith. If you feel like you are in this season where you are in the ark and you don't know what is next, can I encourage you to just keep waiting on God? Keep staying alert. Keep asking God, what are you doing? What do you have for me in this season? Because he knows exactly where you are. He knows exactly what he's asked you to do. And he has all that you need for you to move into the next season. And when it was the right time, then God said to Noah, come out of the ark. As we stay alert, we're then able to hear the next thing that God leads us into so that we can know his blessing in our own lives and his blessing in those around us. And this kind of brings us back full circle to where we began, that it's about friendship. And maybe you're sat here today and you think, oh, I would love a friendship with God. We would love to pray with you about that. Or maybe you know there's some things that have got in the way of you living a life of faith that you have actually began to err into the world of religion, of trying to control things. And you know that God today is inviting you back to actually surrender and live this life of friendship and relationship with him. You can simply pray in your, on your own. You can just bring your heart to God and invite him into your life. And if you would love someone to pray with you, if you are doing that for the first time, would you let us know? Because we're meant to do this together. We're meant to live this faith, life of faith as community, as family, as church together. So get in touch. We can plug you into a connect group. We can just help answer some of your questions. We'll all work in this out um, together. Or maybe you just want someone to pray with you as you want to say again, God, I want to give my heart to live a life of faith just as Noah did so that I can know you as a friend, so that I can hear your voice and live it out, so that I can keep watching and waiting, trusting that you know exactly where I am and exactly what is happening. And at the right time, you will lead me into what's next. And as we worship now, you can just take this moment to actually bring your heart to God with whatever is on it as he entrusts us um, to live lives of faith together. Know that it is because you are loved and that he has given everything for you that this is possible. We hope you enjoyed this talk from the Christchurch London podcast. To hear other talks or find out more about our Sunday services, head to ChristChurchLondon.org.